welcome back to Risk Check Podcast, uh, episode 13. Yeah. One, three. It's a lucky number in some circles, right? <laughs> we got another uh, a special guest. This is going to be a season of guests, I guess you can say, uh, with fellow watch collectors and friends. Um, but I think that's great. It makes it more exciting. We actually, uh, it gives us an opportunity to share more stories and, and share some actual pieces. So I'm excited to, to have you join us today. Um, wrist check. Dana, you want to start us off? Yes. What are you wearing? I am wearing um, a vintage Rolex Oyster Perpetual. Um, really special story actually behind this watch. Uh, not only did it start my love for all things watches and vintage pieces, but this actually belonged to my grandfather. So, oh, wow. Yeah, um, it's 1969, I believe, somewhere around there. Um, but story goes, um, he wore this watch every day pretty much since he got it. He, to what my mother told me, used to work as like, whatever, like the second mate, I don't know, like a second mate on a ship, not the captain, but okay. the captain's like right-hand man, whatever that, that title's <laughs> called. Um, but he bought this watch and just wore it every day. Um, he passed three years before I was born. Oh, I'm sorry. No worries. So I never got to meet him, but heard great things about him. And uh, from a college graduation some years ago, my mom was like, do you want anything? And I said, no, it's okay. Like come to New York, we'll just mm -hmm. celebrate. It'll be a good time. You know, nothing crazy. Um, and she's like, you know what? Actually, I think I have something for you. So I was like, okay, I don't really know what that means, but all right. <laughs> and so she comes back and she's like, hey, like, would you like this watch? And I kind of freaked out. I was like, did you go out and buy this? Like, I don't know what's going on. Mom like, bought you a Rolex? I know, right? I was going to be like, um, all right, cool. But then she actually told me, she was like, yeah, this hasn't been worn in like 25 years. It belonged to your grandfather. And that kind oh, of, wow. you know, that whole story spun off. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. It's I'll nice. That. It's, like, got like a, yeah. it's got like a blue dial. Yes. So it looks gray now. Um, it used to be blue. It's a mosaic dial. So... I think it's like, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it might be like, it's made from like silk. And so it was blue originally. And through the years, you know, he wore it every day, exposed to the sun in Hong Kong. So, you That's know, beautiful. it just patinaed and patinaed in all the right ways. I mean, he wore it on the boat, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> water, definitely yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's funny too, cause like on the, like on the pre-owned sort of like vintage market, I'm actually starting to see a lot of like the mosaic dials come back. Yeah. There was a blue one that I saw recently. I'm curious if that's like the same, yes. the same year model. It's the same. It's the same blue. It's mm -hmm. just like I mean the the paint has flaked off so much that you can't even. It's nice see though. It. It's got like yeah. a really good color to it. It's almost kind of like a little more slate. Yeah. 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 It's pretty tight. A gray strap just to bring it out a little more. The strap is like snakeskin. Yeah, it's like made from like a water snake okay. um, skin. And so I just, I have to get a strap for most of my watches custom made. I, I feel like we're going to talk wrist. about straps a lot this yes. episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about straps a lot. Uh, what are you working with, Sean? What do you got for us today? Oh, man. So this piece is very special. And I shared um, a little bit of the sentiment in our previous episode. Um, this here is a Wanger, which is a sub-brand to Victor Knox. Um, okay. So it's a Swiss Army Wanger watch. Mm -hmm. um, what makes this watch so special, um, although it's like 25 bucks, um, I was sharing before that, like, I was at an event with um, Mr. Lauren. So, of course, you know, we have mm -hmm. a, a close relationship with uh, Mr. Ralph Lauren um, and the whole Lauren family. But I was at an event and uh, Mr. Jerry Lauren actually pointed out my watch oh wow and he was like what is that <laughs> in that like old raspy voice he so was like for, real quick for people who don't know jerry is is ralph's older brother he's ralph's older brother so he pointed this watch out and he's like what is that and i go it's a simple wanger he's like man that's great and we go ahead from talking about this simple 25 dollar watch we went on to talking about just stuff oh yeah and we had that conversation just about stuff. Did yeah. he talk just about like his uh, collecting folk art collection? Yes, and exactly. Weather, and weather vanes? <laughs> just like talking about collecting stuff. And of course, like, you know, me holding a conversation with someone that arguably is 
a part of the best American outfitter ever mm-hmm. was just like so powerful and impactful that just a simple timepiece like brought us together. Um, the funniest conversation we had, he goes, yeah, so, uh, you know, I got Ralph and his wife and, you know, I got my wife when she was, you know, when she was around, um, presidents, presidential Rolexes. And he goes, nice. he goes, you know what Ralph gave me? A Bentley. A Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and Ralph gave me a Bentley. And I'm like, man, like, it's like apples to oranges, but this conversation all stemmed from That's a $25 watch. That's a really good Jerry Lauren impression, by the way, too. Um, and I think when, <laughs> thank you, yeah. when um, when Kelly had asked us before, like if there was, you know, a watch that, you know, we would wear for, you know, the rest of our lives, this one would be it out of all the watches that I own because um, it put me in a place where I could connect to anyone, mm. you know, at any level or any social status. You know, a man that's literally a billionaire decided to ask me about my $25 watch. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Wow. It's a pretty watch. It's yeah. got like a, it's a cream dial. Cream dial. Um, it does have a Spanish date wheel. Nice. Which is cool. Um, right now I have it on the English side, but um, Spanish date wheel, much larger than I usually wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but also another special callback. Uh, ben actually gave me the <laughs> the uh, the strap Yacked idea. It out. No, I bend it up. He okay. bend it out. He bend it out. We need a whole different term for this. <laughs> so Ben bend it out. Gave me the uh, the strap idea. It looks um, good. I, I, it's um, it's super toolish. Yeah. And then with the uh, with the green suede strap, it gives it that military. It, it's it's it still keeps military aesthetic, but it also kind of elevates it a little bit. It looks like uniform. Yeah, mm-hmm. standard issue. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. So you know, I'm very appreciative of this watch and where it's been in my experiences with it. That's great, man. I love that. Um, I'm I'm wearing a watch I've worn on the show before. This is a vintage Tudor Oyster date. That was a gift for my wife from for Christmas. Shout out, uh, Perry's wife. Two years ago, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't this is shout like, out. Yeah, at least if it doesn't happen in an episode, is it really an episode? No. Um, uh, but uh, I've been wearing this one a lot more recently. Um, after consulting Ben, he too bend out uh, my wristwatch and uh, <laughs> advised me on 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 this this recent um, strap purchase. It's like a brown uh lizard strap and uh it's nice i i spent uh the last couple of days just just staring at it more what i love about it is how the the contrast and color separates all the other colors um on the watch like the case from the dial from the indices it kind of makes everything pop out a little bit more mm-hmm. um and so it just it feels nice so i've actually i've been wearing this more i usually if i do wear it it's like maybe a couple of times a month i literally been wearing this like the last four days mm-hmm. um having a hard time taking it off but yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun so thank you for that uh what do you got for us today what's on your the wrist Baltic again okay the mr01 the micro rotor yes i wore it for a reason and that's because i finally got my hands on the salmon dial respect congratulations yeah, i just won't get it until september though okay <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I wore, I wanted to wear it because Dana was coming and she got her hands on one too. I did. Except she's getting hers way before mine. For which which color dial are you getting? The salmon. Also the salmon dial. It's classic. It is really nice. And ironically, for the first time, I had a strap for a watch, but didn't have a watch for the strap. Ooh. So that kind of pushed <laughs> me to get it. Um, but no, I, I'm a fan of dressier pieces mm-hmm. um, typically, and it's just, I mean, it's just so clean. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they emailed me. Well. Granted, I was like super obsessive about it and like ordered it within two minutes of it going live. And so they emailed me back and was like, your delivery will be coming in July. And I was like, oh, amazing. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, yeah, so, this yeah. stuff sells out pretty quickly too. So I, I yeah. totally get the urgency. It's like Baltic is kind of on fire right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they the can first, almost do no wrong. Yeah, the first time they released the um, MR1, I mean, it sold out in like, what, two hours? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I was I surprised they out. actually brought it back. They did. They did a pre-order for 10 days. Yeah. Which was crazy. They've never yeah. done anything like because that. Because I was contemplating getting the Salmon one. They're like... After coming out again and getting an email to pre-order, I was like, eh, whatever. 
but then on like the like after the 10 days i think it was the, the 20th to the 30th mm. on the 30th i was like i might as well do it <laughs> i've been thinking about it yeah. and they brought it back out on a on a bracelet Oh, oh, bracelet I saw option. the bracelet option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of that's whack, like their standard bracelet. It's like a beads yeah, of rice bracelet nothing, that they do. Crazy. But yeah. when I get that watch, I'm going to do something crazy with the strap. I can't wait to see it. Oh, I mean, it's a salmon colored dial. Salmon well, on he's salmon. Here, he said what he was going to do with it before. It's going to match the jacket. Salmon on salmon. Salmon, salmon skin, salmon colored strap. It's a lot of fish. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fish. <laughs> Oh man! Um, moving on. Shout out to our lunch at uh, Lore. Yeah, we had a good lunch. <laughs> we had a lot of fish. fish bar. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got fish on the brain. Uh, we uh, we hung out with Ramil uh, this afternoon. Shout out to Ramil. Came yeah, all the way yeah. from California. He came all the way from California to see us, and uh, it, it was it was awesome. Um, so you got you got quite a few pieces uh, for us today, uh, and we'll go through th- through each of them. Uh, the story you shared about the the, the piece on your wrist, I, I think, is awesome, and um, that's kind of the thing that, like, we 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 kind of like to highlight the most, right? Is like the stories, especially when we do this like collector's edition, mm-hmm. um, the stories behind these pieces, because oftentimes, like, with co- watch collecting, I feel like with a lot of people, and we talk about this a lot. A lot of people feel like it's kind of like a task that they have to undertake and they have to check off boxes and they have to run through like this this predetermined like course um but one of the magical things that happens with watches is someone gets one they wear it they pass it down Mm -hmm. and the fact that like this 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 uh ancestor of yours this elder in your family whom you've never met um you know through a shared hobby that you you both have uh, in your separate lives, you are reconnected with him. Yeah, for and sure. I think that that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so if we can go back to your childhood, uh, I see a flick flag. Yes. So this is interesting because I just bought I just bought one for my daughter for Christmas, and I wasn't aware that flick flag has been around. Um, I know that they're owned by Swatch, but I didn't know that they were making these as long as they they have. Yes. Um, I believe they started making them in the late 80s. I think 87 might be the year, but don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is from 97, um, oh, wow. which is actually very close to my birth year. Um, story behind that one is um, that flick flack is the exact flick flack I had um, growing up as a kid. So wow. when I was, you know, like as quick as I could run, my parents, <laughs> you know, Parents had pretty good taste, I'll say that. Um, They gifted me this watch because, you know, they thought it was really cute. Um, I reacted really well to the fish. I think I was, like, obsessed with aquatic things at that age. I don't remember. They're little Steve Sisu. Yep. And uh, I don't, unfortunately, think I still have the one from when I was a kid. But when I found it online, I was like... Oh man, I gotta have this. Like it just like brought back like. Oh, that's awesome! Memories. So it's kind of like it's like a reclaimed. Yeah. Reclaimed piece. You're like rekindling your childhood. Yeah. So this came from um, a Swatch collector in Europe. Um, so it's in, fin- I mean, fantastic condition. It's kind of wild to me that like, like I, it doesn't surprise me that you have these collectors all over the place. But it's like, mm-hmm. the fact that like you found like a Swatch collector. Yeah. Like in another country. Yeah. And you guys are like able to like find this piece that you had when you were a kid yeah it's kind of wild yeah. is that a is that a repro is that like a no, that no is, that's a, this yeah. is the original that's legit. wow yeah, it's, the, it's the original but that the reason why i ask because it's mint yes it is like yes. untouched yep yep that's wow. correct uh definitely mine from when i was a kid does not look like that in yeah because <laughs> i wore that thing yeah it's in pretty everywhere. good condition <laughs> so i want to ask because um we had kelly on the show previously and she spoke about how um you know she had a swatch that was 30 that retail for 30 bucks but you know maybe if you see it on the internet now it's probably like two three ten times more than it is, do you mind sharing how much you paid for this? No, not at all. I paid, I think, 150 bucks around there. Wow. Um, which, honestly, was kind of shocking. Um, so <laughs> I was very happy to find that. Um, wow. But you know, the fact that it came from another collector also kind of meant 
a lot to me because I, I know that this has been well taken care of. Yeah, if, and if, if you're collecting swatches, let's be honest, you're pretty passionate about exactly. it. Absolutely. Right? Exactly. Absolutely. The cool thing about this, too, is that I just like in messing around with it, I realized that the bezel turns. This is... This yeah. is like a, a children's dive watch. It's a children's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. Take it to the kiddie pool with a floaty. That, w- w- that's, that's all I did. I was just like, <laughs> wherever I was, I just would play with the bezel all the time, having no idea what the bezel did yeah. at the time, but, you know. It's <laughs> like the first fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> so is the this, is this piece what kind of like, like you, I know your parents got, got it for you. Is this what sparked your appreciation for watches? Where did that start exactly, if not? I think, you know, I've always been interested in watches. Um, I didn't know too much about it. So it was kind of like, oh, you knew the big brands as everyone does, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Rolex, you know, Patek. Um, and to me, I always just saw them as like mechanical marbles, right? Like you have a watch that's made with all of these individual, like hundreds of individual parts mm-hmm. and it works for the um, automatic movements, you know, and the mechanical movements, they work without any electricity, which is like mind boggling to me. I still don't understand. Um, which yeah. is, it's just really cool. And I've, I've always saw them as, you know, in a sense, a piece of art. Um, yep. And so I've always appreciated them. It really wasn't until I got my grandfather's watch mm. that I really started going down a rabbit hole because I was just trying to learn more about, you know, this piece. I yeah. just wanted to know, you know, what year it came from, um, like when was it made, why was it made, kind of understanding the history um, that surrounded kind of, you know, the piece at the time, um, because all of, especially vintage pieces, you know, they were made within a certain historical context, right? And sure. it's kind of interesting to piece all of that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that just really, when I found that, it just brought back such happy childhood. Did you show this to me. your parents? No, I did not. Uh, mostly because I asked my mom if she can still track down the one I had. Because, sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, look, as beautiful and as mint, condition as that is i would still love the one from sure know, so you don't want to let her know you have a replacement already yeah i got yeah, it she ain't gonna look for it she'll be like oh i don't know like oh yeah we don't have to go <laughs> digging for this yeah. that's hilarious um moving along what's the uh what's the i guess what's the next like oldest piece that you have here for us in terms of like years, just like what comes after this, if we had to create a timeline, yeah, acquisition, I guess. I'm sure you had watches in between, but yeah, I'll I'll go over this one then. Um, so this is. Um, I just want to before we continue, yeah. I'm gonna be clear. We went from the flick flack <laughs> to a <Yes>. root beer <laughs> Rolex. <laughs> So this is this is this is this is big jump real quick. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It went zero to a hundred. So um, the reason why I jumped to this was, you know, had my childhood watch, mm-hmm. um, which was the first watch that I got to wear myself um, and a watch for myself. And then, you know, I got my grandfather's watch when I graduated college, and that, you know, I still wear this every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of reignited my passion for watches, and then specifically for vintage watches. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, this was the first watch I bought for myself. Nice. Um, and uh, it's actually kind of how I met Ben and then subsequently Rashawn because um, I bought it at, you know, in, in Soho. Um, but I, you know, I feel like this has been said multiple times, not just by people on the show, but just anyone in general. You know, Rolex is kind of associated with, you know, some big momentous life sure. moment, you know. Um, whether that's a new job or, you know, a life change. And for me, you know, I had been working for a couple of years, um, was in a good place financially, and um, I was about to kind of pivot um, into a new role, which there's more on that, actually. It's kind of funny, but I was a year premature on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I saw this in um, the store um, from Analog Shift, and I was like, I mean, this is amazing. Like it, it, it just is in superb condition. Um, it has patina in all the right ways. Like the bezel is really what caught my eye. Yeah. Because you really rarely get to see a bezel that's you know patinaed so evenly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and in such a very, in such a very nice way. Um, I smile every time I look at it. Actually. That's what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, this this watch I wear. Um, I really wanted a GMT specifically because mm. at the time I was traveling a lot. Uh, my parents live in Shanghai. Um, I'm originally from LA, so I always liked being able to keep track of all these different time zones. 
um, which is funny because I don't use it now. <laughs> um, I also, you know, you have the Pepsis, you have, um, you know, moving into like modern Rolex, you have the Batman. Um, but I just, I just felt like none of that was for me. Mm. You know, it seemed they are very classic watches, especially the Pepsi and sure. the vintage Pepsi. But I don't know. I'm kind of a person that needs to put a twist on things. I feel you. I mean, I, I personally, I love the root beer. Um, and you have the nipple dial. This is to yes. me. It's like I think one of the best yeah. uh, GMT designs that, yeah. that Rolex has Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but what's what's most interesting about it is, like you said, this isn't even though like they are really popular. Mm -hmm. You don't really see them a lot on people's wrists in the wild. It's yeah. it's, the, it's a watch that most people own it don't actually wear it that often. Yep. Um, but it is really nice when it is on someone's wrist. Yeah. And. It's interesting too because this is like, uh, if I can, yeah, yeah, what is this? This is like a forty. Yes, thirty-nine yeah. forty somewhere. Between. It's like right there. Mm -hmm. Is it? Do you typically go for like bigger sizes? Um, it depends. My sweet spot personally would probably be like a thirty-four to thirty-six. I mean, I have like the thinnest wrist in the world. A mm -hmm. thirty-four looks gigantic on me, but. At the same time, you know, one of the reasons why I gravitated towards vintage pieces was because even though that's like a 3940. It's got a slimmer profile. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it just, it just works. That's kind of what I love about vintage Rolexes. Aside from the fact that they have like, they have a lot of character. Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the cases are perfect. Yep. Like the proportions are better on every, the vintage Rolexes. A hundred percent. They wear better and... It's interesting, too, because it's, it seems like there's a trend of ladies wearing larger watches. And I think it works. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's like this, this myth or these myths that, and these rules that people have about the size watches that they wear. And you, you're sitting with, you know, three guys that happen to like, we have like a range. Like, yeah. Roshana goes as low as like a 34. I've got a watch that's a 43. Yeah. And I have small wrists. Yeah. Like right now, this is, this is like a 36. So I think it's cool when you see like a diversity in size yeah. uh, that people have in their collection. Yeah, I mean, I definitely will say I gravitate towards the larger sizes, mm -hmm. like, you know, when I want to make a statement. Sure. Like, it, is, it, is my, it is my, like, you know, if I'm, I'm dressing very, you know, um, not plainly, but you know, everything else is a little more subtle and then mm -hmm. I kind of want some statement piece, you know, that'll typically be it. Um, but on the note of, case sizes and just, you know, what works for men and women. One of the most frustrating things, honestly, for me when mm -hmm. I first started, you know, really watch shopping mm -hmm. and visiting retailers, you know, around the city was I, I think, you know, cause as a woman you walk in and people are just like, everyone's showing you the smaller watches. It's not even that. And it's just like, Hey, like here are these like diamond covered pieces. Sure. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, you know, I appreciate that, but I don't know what about me currently in my like because I usually wear like leggings and a sweater. Mm, mm -hmm. I don't That's know what about me. That's why you need a diamond me. watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I'm like, what about me says that I wear diamonds frequently? Yeah. You know, um, so that was kind of my thing, and it, I felt like that was very common because people, you know, kind of make that assumption that mm -hmm. you know you want something smaller if you're a woman, and then for even you know on the flip side for guys, you know, you walk in and people just assume. You want a sports model. You want, you want a sports model. You want this big watch. watch. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's funny, too, because, you know, what I admire so much about, you know, your collection and so much of what we covered so far is the fact that you said, you know, I, I know what I like. Mm -hmm. I know what I like. I know what, you know, what gravitates to me. I know what, what speaks to me. And like you said, you know, the Batman is cool. This is cool. That's cool. But like that doesn't speak to me. The height doesn't speak to me. Mm. Um, you know, what everybody's wearing on their wrist doesn't speak to me. Um, and I think that's something that we kind of need to go back into the essence of watch collecting. And that's what we continue to like push on this show is like, you know, be yourself. You know, definitely. You don't have to go ahead and follow behind like what your friends buy or what your boy says is cool or so on and so forth it's like no no, no it's actually okay i like that flick flap 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah the flip flack is dope. I wear it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like that GMT that's yeah. from like you know the seventies. That's the cool you thing know, about you know like crazy. You said ahead. GMT from the seventies, and for some reason, I thought Dana bought that watch because it was her birth year. Yeah, I was like, from, like, how old do you think I am? Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait. I was like, that's not from your birth year. I thought that's why you wanted it. No, but this is, like, beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. But I also feel like to get, like, uh, to get a root beer, you, you kind of have to love it. Yes. Because it is a statement piece. It's very specific. It's, and in a lot of ways, it's similar to, like, why I was obsessed with, like, the bronze tutor that I have. Yep. Right? And it's, I think in a lot of people's heads, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's two-tone, it's got a brown dial, I can't wear this all the time, does it go to... That, you can wear that watch with almost anything. It's yeah. uniform. It yeah. is. Like Ben has yeah, said before. You're, you're it's, supposed it's, to put them on and forget about it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I've worn this thing from when I'm in sweatpants all the way to yeah. when I'm dressed up for an event. Well, a gold watch, period. You yeah. wear gold, like, yeah. no one can tell you anything if you wear a gold watch. No it matter where you go. You, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you listen, you wear a gold watch to the grocery store. You wear a gold watch if you want to go on vacation. You wear a gold watch if you're swimming. You wear a gold watch if you're playing tennis. Yep. Like Or you wear could a gold be like doll and wear a million dollar Richard Mill on your wrist. That's what you want. <laughs> While you're playing tennis. That's who wasn't wearing a million dollar watch while you play tennis. <laughs> um, is there anyone else in your life that, that shares this passion with you? Not of collecting watches. Neurotically, if that's the right <laughs> word, as I do. Um, it's actually funny. I One of the reasons why I kind of started a little blog um, just to talk about watches kind of from a woman's perspective. Oh, you do? Oh, you have a blog? I do. It's 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 just started. It's like a little baby blog. That's um, cool. It's not, it's not little. It's a big blog. <laughs> we, no, nothing's little. Big, big. We going big. Um, but... I started it because I felt like I was annoying the closest people in my life talking about <laughs> all the things I've ever learned. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just found this out. That's so cool. That yeah. Whatever. Um, watch. And, you know, as much as the people in my life, you know, my, my boyfriend, he also is very much into watches as well. Mm -hmm. um, but again, not nearly, again, as neurotically as I am. And sure. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, as I kind of really get into the nitty gritty, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just going to put my thoughts on a blog. And that's my way of getting it out. Um, and people seem to appreciate it, which is good. <laughs> that's, the, that's one of the cool things about this community is that people gravitate and find themselves together. Like they, yeah. they attract one another. Yes. Um, I mean, that's how this whole thing started. Yeah. Right. It started like our friendship is built on off of this stuff. And yeah. now we're able to to shoot these these podcast episodes and and share moments with people like yourself where we get to sort of let that out and express our passion and enthusiasm for this thing. Yeah. Um, you had a point you were going to make? Well, I was also thinking just from um, the episode where you guys had Nick on and um, Rashawn, one of your points where, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're buying what you like. And mm -hmm. um, on top of that, like, you know, it, it's, it's almost like an expression of yourself watches. Oh, right? 100%. Um, and specifically the question that I was thinking about coming to, um, you know, into this episode was when you guys asked Nick, like, what is it, you know, what does being a watch collector kind mm -hmm. of mean to you? And to me, it's always been like, you know, people who are watch collectors are very particular people in that they treasure moments in their life, mm -hmm. small or big. Like you, you That's ask, a good point. Yeah, you ask them about, you know, this, there, there's always a story behind one of their watches, right? Yeah. And it's, it's very typically tied to like a moment mm -hmm. in their life or, you know, something that happened. Um, and, and I think for me, that's why watches are such an important part of expressing myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because through the watches that I have and through kind of how, um, you know, I think about watches and what I like, what I dislike, you can get a pretty clear picture of who that person is, right? Like yeah. even Rashawn, you know, you're telling me this wonderful story, you know, that this, this moment that you very much remember. Yes. And, you know, I'm sure that's not the only watch where you have memories from, right? Absolutely. And so to me, that's why I feel like watches is just so special to me and just being a watch collector just like means really like it's, it's I'm collecting moments in my life. And you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and the cool thing is too, like to your point, um, in talking about Rashawn's uh, story with this piece is that that story that that happened when you had this piece was after you acquired the watch. Yes. And I think that's a that's a thing, too. Right. Like a factor that a lot of people don't talk about as much um, that we could talk about a little bit more is how like they continue to make moments. Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So it's just like now it's like 
you had that moment with Jerry, and then you had another moment with Ben where he helped you pick out a strap and yes. like Absolutely. take it to a whole nother level. Yes. Um, and so it's just, it's a continual thing yep. that drives and, and pushes you uh, and brings you closer to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's incredible. Um, you had a question? No, what I was gonna say was, speaking of like periods and times and you guys know me very well, there's gonna be a point in time for most of the watches that I've collected, I've probably acquired them at about 5 a.m. in the morning. Sure. <laughs> so that's our like inside Random joke. eBay searches. Yeah. So I make bad decisions at 5 in the morning. I think everyone probably does. If, if you <laughs> well, I won't say bad if decisions. If you're not on your way somewhere and you're just up. <laughs> like, it's not so much as like bad decisions, but it's like I will make an impulsive decision. I will buy a watch at 5 in the morning. That's the beauty about cell phones and Yes. being computers and i'll be like hey look at this watch i just brought and i'll be like look <laughs> at the timestamp, <laughs> 5 a.m <laughs> it's actually funny that you mentioned that because one of the watches on that table right now i acquired at like 3 a.m in the morning <laughs> really <laughs> so, so which watch is yep, that yep. let's get into that yeah that's crazy what is the yes, 3 a.m watch that when it's a perfect segue please uh, <laughs> all right share it <laughs> so that tom and jerry watch uh, you know what i had a feeling <laughs> yeah i had a so, feeling all right, story behind that. Um, one, um, another piece of information about myself that you can get from that watch, I love Tom and Jerry. Grew okay. up watching Tom and Jerry, I'm a big fan. Um, and it's it's a very fun um, piece. It's actually a Seiko watch. Mm, um, it was made for the, the Japanese market. Mm -hmm. um, and I told you about this, but yeah. I bought it off of an Instagram auction. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did, yes, like I actually put a bid through Instagram comments. How high? Did, well, you won. So how? Well, how <laughs> you know, didn't get too far. You know, shockingly, not as much as I thought it was sure. going to be. Um, that was also under uh, two hundred, actually. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. this thing has Breguet numerals on it. Hmm? it has, oh, it has yeah, Tom and Jerry yeah. on the dial with Breguet numerals. Yeah. Juxtaposition. There we yeah. go. You know. <laughs> but also, like, to 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 you know, to your point, like, that is such a special piece, and you said you had it for under two hundred. Yes. And the deal is like, people believe that you have to spend these astronomical amounts of money mm. on watches to be accepted in the watch community or to even be considered a watch collector. And, you know, we've shared, you know, people have asked me, you know, what do you think about like a Michael Kors watch? What do you think about a Belova? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Or like a watch that I acquired from Macy's or this, this and that. It's like, well, how did it make you feel? What do you think about it? Like, do you love it? Did you buy it because it was the first thing that caught your eye? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and if that's the case, then it's just as valid as if you brought a, a you know, a Rolex Daytona. Yeah, I think the, the biggest point is like, do you enjoy it? Do you wear it? 100%. One of the things I love, I actually do like, there's a difference between like sharing your watch and like flexing a watch. And yes. I actually love when people share watches. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like the, how the time plays into this, mm -hmm. um, the, the guys who run the um, auction on their Instagram account, um, they're based in Australia. So oh. everything's run on Australian time, ah. which, you know, obviously <laughs> that's, that's... Explains at 3 a.m. Yeah, so that, that's mm. not super conducive to me kind of tracking where I was. Um, but, you know, on the note of auctions as well, because, I mean, you know, this is very different from, like, your Phillips or sure. auctions. But, you know, I kind of set, like, a limit for myself. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to bid past this amount. It's not meant to be if I don't get it. Um, and so I had placed a bid at a concert to go to that so I went to the concert and you know it was 3 a.m. waiting for my Uber to show up and I was like let's check out and see where I'm at right now like why not and someone had bid above me and I was like you know I'm like just like I'm not at my limit I could place one more bid I'm like yeah. sure why not let's try it it's closing in like six hours because it's 3 a.m. yeah <laughs> why not um so I placed the bid and I woke up the next morning and you know I got it wow that's awesome <laughs> so do you remember how many bids there were you know, honestly, not a lot. There yeah. was like five. Although okay. I don't know how many people would be, you know, open to bidding a watch. But the beginning number. How much? Like, how, how much higher did you bid compared to the my previous original bid? bid? No, the second bid that won it. 
like like how more. yeah i figured you yeah. would say sometimes that. that's just all the difference that's you need. all yeah exactly <laughs> but like the numerals the second hand the second hand has jerry hanging it, from it has life. J- yeah jerry hanging because off of it like him with a fork yeah is i mean yeah like, and jerry's fun he goes he goes round and round kind of like fun. in the cartoons yes <laughs> Absolutely, it has that sentiment. It's, yeah. It it speaks your story. Yeah, that's that's your truth. That's who you are. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you being like an, a Tom and Jerry fan is just like, you know, and that's the beauty about these things too is that like they can take us back to some place where we were, right? Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like, so there's building mem- memories, sharing memories, but it also like taking you back to yeah. a time that you remember. Yeah. Your appreciation for Tom and Jerry as a kid. Yep. So even cool. now. Even too, now, honestly. yeah. Even now. <laughs> so it's a cool. good cartoon. It is. So so yeah. cool. That's tight. Yeah. All right, let's go into I'm interested about this piece here. This is uh Belova. Oh yeah, that's also a fun story. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean most of the actually, yeah, pretty much all of the pieces except for one that I brought are all vintage because I just I happen to like vintage pieces and yeah. that's just where, you know, I find my style. They're so interesting. Yes, Um, because you just you find things that, you know, aren't necessarily available now Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just find some hidden treasures sometimes. And I feel like, you know, that was one of them. So I um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched Queen's Gambit. Yes, I I have. I have. I love that. I love that show. It was great. Very well done. Um, But the main character. um, Beth Harmon. Yes, Beth Harmon. I was like, what is oh, her name again? <laughs> <laughs> of course I know. Yes. Uh, Beth, of course you know, I know. Being the amazing woman that she is, you know, um, kind of taking on all these, you know, chess players and, you know, a very interesting time in the world um, where women, you know, weren't playing chess at that time. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was weird. Mm. It was kind of like, what are you doing? Um, I saw there's this one scene and you know the scene I'm talking about. Yes. Um, where her mom gives her um, a vintage Belova. It was a Miss America, I don't know which, um, I, I'm not sure which um, iteration of it was, but it was a Miss America, um, kind of like a ladies cocktail watch like this mm-hmm. um, in the movie, you know, and it, it kind of comes in at a pivotal time where she's really, you know, taking her chess career, like really putting herself on the map and becoming okay. like a real, you know, threat, if you yeah. will. <laughs> And so I saw that movie and I was like, I gotta find that watch. I <laughs> just was like, I have to do it. <laughs> living vicariously <laughs> through. We gotta point out the size of that watch. It's, I don't even know what size. It's so small. It's like, like, it's like the size millimeter. of my yeah. head. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's still a manually wound movement. It's a manual wound wow. movement. Um, so this watch is not the one that she had in the movie because I thought it was cooler than the one that she had in the movie. Um, but it's a 1940s um, Belova ladies cocktail watch. Um, out of all the watches that I have here, that's really the only one that's like categorized formally as like a ladies watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a really cool champagne dial. It's gold plated. Yeah, the dial is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and for something that you know from 1940s, I was I was shocked to find yeah. it in that yeah. condition. It has blue hands too, mm-hmm. which yeah. is good. Yeah, found it off of Etsy. There you go. Yeah. Um, you can find some good pieces on Etsy. Yeah. Rashawn knows from his 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> My 5 a.m. Ba- uh, watch decisions. I, I won't say bad. Watch decisions. There we go. This was not a 5 a.m. purchase. Okay. I think it was a midday purchase. Okay. okay. Um, but so you were a little bit drunk at lunchtime when you bought it? No, I was at work, but I was kind of taking a break, mm-hmm. if you will. Sure. But, you know, it was on my mind, and um, the the guy who has the Etsy shop, he himself um, is a watchmaker. You know, mm. it's a hobby of his, and he, um, you know, has a collection of watches himself from, I believe, you know, his family members, and he also, you know, finds watches and restores them. And so I saw that on his page, and I was like, you know, it's not the watch that's in Queen's Gambit, but it, it's amazing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know. You, 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 how you're describing the gentleman you, you purchased this from, I find really interesting. Um, and here's why. Oftentimes people advise people who are purchasing watches not to buy vintage online. Yes. Right? I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can do it. Yes. Um, the difference is... When you explained uh, buying this from the gentleman overseas, you spoke to him. 
Um, yes, I actually, out of all the watches on that table, the only two I've seen in person prior to, actually, I don't think I've ever seen any of them prior to me actually purchasing them. Wow. But the, the, no, the, the, the yeah. point that I'm trying to make, too, is like also with this person that you purchased, mm -hmm. this, you spoke to them. Yes. And I think that that's, that's, that's the difference between like buying vintage watches online yes. and like buying like toilet paper on, on Amazon. You can just hit buy yes. on the toilet paper, right? Yes. But if you're gonna spend, if you're gonna spend good money yes. on a good watch online, mm -hmm. reach out to the person that's selling it. Yeah. Ask them questions. Yep. Yeah. Right. Maybe you can get to know a little bit about them. Yeah. Right. And not only does it, will it give you a little bit more reassurance about the purchase that you're gonna make, you're also building a, a, a connection, right? Yes. This is someone that you can then use as a resource. Should you have any issues with your vintage watch, exactly. you know that the person that you're dealing with on the other side is more than likely a reputable person who wants you to come back and be a return customer. Exactly. Right. And I think that's the key that like a lot of people miss when they talk about buying vintage watches online. You can, it, it, it can still be relationship based. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And I think mm -hmm. that's the key. And that's how yeah. you got this. This thing is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like even, you know, because you're buying something online, going off of pictures, let, let's be real, no picture ever does, you know, mm -hmm. the watch justice online, especially for vintage pieces. Um, you know, you really, it's almost, I feel like more of an opportunity to build a relationship than yep. you would normally because mm -hmm. you kind of have to reach out. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't have to, but I, I probably wouldn't do that. Like I would highly not recommend that. Um, but you know, even so, um, it, it kind of again builds builds a story behind um, you know acquiring the piece, and you get to know other collectors that way, like yeah. other people who share that. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about the power of relationships, and that's yes. what you did when you bought that. Yeah, yes. you didn't just buy it online; you spoke to the person who was selling it, yeah. and you build a rapport and a trust. Yep. So yeah. you feel safe actually buying something from them sight unseen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's because I, I buy vintage watches. Yeah. Um, always have. I mean, this this is a vintage piece. I just got one a month ago for Christmas. Um, but that's 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 what I do when when I'm searching for vintage. When I I, I do a lot of scouring, mm -hmm. and then at some point when I feel like I'm ready to pull the trigger, I pause, I stop myself, and I shoot an email or pick up the phone. Yep. And I want to talk to the other person on the side and just ask them questions. Yep. And it's always a pleasant experience because again, it's the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're talking to someone who's they're trying to they're, they're selling this watch. Chances are they're selling it because they know it's worth selling. Yes. In terms of like this is this is a good deal. This is a great piece. They want it to go to someone who's going to cherish it. Yep. Right. And so that in itself brings you together. And it's it's again, it's just it's it's a really incredible experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, especially like with um, I, I feel like also with vintage pieces, one of the reasons why I personally just find acquiring them much more satisfying i guess mm -hmm. is the right word is because there's a hunt yeah you, you really oh, gotta like do you yeah. gotta do your research and in your research process you're learning about the watch yep, you need yeah. to understand like you know for example that tom and jerry watch i was like okay it was made in the 70s by seiko mm -hmm. you know it was um you know made for the japanese market specifically like yep. you gotta learn about the watch so you can know what to look out for mm -hmm, online if some Hopefully there's no red flag, but sure. you know, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. that stuff's out there. It kind of forces you to study. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love that. Like one of my favorite things is just being able to learn about things. Mm -hmm. And then especially in watches, like you just, you never stop learning. There's yeah. You can never learning. know enough. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next we have, this, this is, this is, so I call this the Starbucks because I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yes, yes. But yes. people call it the is it the, the cer sermit. sermit? The sermit. What Ceramic is this? Kermit. But why? I don't because know there how was, I feel about that. Because there was, there was, <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a watch that people nicknamed the Kermit, the Kermit. and it started off as an anniversary piece for the Submariner. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was a green uh, aluminum bezel mm -hmm. and a steel case with a black dial. Yeah. So this is now the ceramic bezeled version of that. So they switched the K for a C and called it a sermon instead. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, I'm not a sermon for Starbucks. It also makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense to call it a sermon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It looks just like the It Kermit. looks like the Starbucks logo. It doesn't. Starbucks logos have black in it. It's all white. It's white and green. 
It used to. It used yes. to, yeah. Didn't it? I think so. It's I mostly have to go white. Back and it's check. mostly white and green. Cups. Yeah. <laughs> a holiday cup. Um, either way, this is a beautiful. This is, <laughs> this is a beautiful watch. Um, also happens to be a piece that is pretty hot right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, how did, how did this happen? Um, yeah. what's, what's the story with this? Yeah. So that watch, um, I actually don't wear that very frequently. Again, just, I prefer vintage okay. watches. Um, that piece actually belongs to my boyfriend. Um, that was his, um, you know, Rolex. Was his. Was his. That means you took it. Was his. No, Keyword. Is his. Is okay. His. I've, been, I've honestly only worn it twice since, um, I'm going to say we brought it back home because I actually <laughs> brought it back okay. home. <laughs> um, so since, since um, he's had it, I've, I've worn it um, really only twice um, and not recently at all. Um, because it was, you know, um, for his kind of first watch purchase that he wanted, you know, he wanted a Rolex, mm -hmm. um, you know, because Rolex is, you know, I know there's a whole hype around Rolex and, sure. you know, we talk about hype a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. Rashawn <laughs> Rashawn doesn't believe there is a Rolex hype. It's funny you say that. <laughs> oh my God, we're coming back to this. <laughs> yep. I think it's something bigger than hype. It's just something that we can't fathom. Okay, you sure. Know, you know answer. what? Actually, yeah, the outrageous level of hype. I'm gonna please. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer. I'm not gonna say I fully agree with you, but I'm gonna offer an additional perspective here. Okay, let's go. I think you know Rolex is to me overhyped amongst people who don't share the like love and appreciation for watches that we do. That's our that's our position. Yes. Oh, well, that's, I'll speak for myself. That's my position. No, I so, agree with that. Okay. I think it's overhyped because, yes, Rolex as a brand name, again, incredibly well done in terms of, like, brand recognition, right? Like, they've really just solidified themselves. Yeah, Hans, Hans Wilsdorf is a marketing genius. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you, you can't deny the, yeah. that significance. It's almost equivalent to, like, De Beers and the whole Diamonds yeah, and Forever right? thing, right? Um, but, you know... I think even myself kind of going through the, the phases of really kind of finding myself, um, you know, finding where I wanted to be kind of with watches and like what I liked and didn't like, you know, Rolex was the first brand I obviously heard of. Um, and for a while, actually, the more I started to learn about watches in the community, I actually started to not like Rolex. Okay. Um, it, for can you, I think, I think can I've you had similar feelings. Yes. So I didn't like it because I was just like, a Rolex is, is a Rolex. Like, you know, you have other brands, you know, like Patek, AP, um, you know, Omega that make objectively, in my opinion, better and better looking watches. Um, you know, and so I was kind of like, you know, why is, why, why is everyone going for Rolex? Like maybe that shouldn't be like, you know, my first watch and mm -hmm. I don't need to kind of take it that seriously because, and, and also like there was a little bit of that, um, I don't want to say like kind of like a like a negative like I didn't want to be associated with the it's same group of people. It's yeah, a it's a stigma. Yeah, I didn't want to be associated with the people who are like, yeah, I want a Rolex just for a Rolex, and you ask them why, and they're yeah. like, because it's a Rolex, and I'm like, okay, so do you know anything about the history of nope. the, like if you ask half the people like how a sub came to be, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure most people don't know. It's true. Neither so that kind of turned me off a little bit, but you know coming back around that phase and where I'm sitting now is, you know, like Rolex is Rolex for a reason. They, they have built a great brand, Absolutely. but they also do make like very practical, you know, watches that you can quite honestly and, just beat around. And they, they, and, and so, and that's why you love vintage. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that's, that's what I love about, about Rolex. Um, I agree with you. There is a stigma. Yes. Um, and it, it can kind of turn you off. But when you're wearing one, when you hold one, you kind of get it. Especially the modern ones, I get it. You get it. Like, I, this is a beautiful <laughs> watch, and it's executed flawlessly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, the finishing on this is incredible. The bezel is, I mean, just looking at the bezel and how it plays with light, it's really nice. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Yes. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but that stigma kind of ruins it. Um, my, my, where I'm at now with it, I'm trying to, I'm taking a, a, a position where I'm refusing to let it bother me. 
Yep. Not thinking about the people. I'm enjoying the company of the people that I know. Yep. Appreciate Rolex. And we can fan out over this all we want. Yes. But um, I will agree with you in, in the shared appreciation we have for vintage. I think when it comes to Rolex, I think vintage is where it's at. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. I think though the finishing on this is incredible and this is a beautiful watch. Um, what's great about vintage is that you can tell when a Rolex has lived a life. Yes. And so I imagine that as you wear this, as your boyfriend wears this and has this purpose in 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. this thing's going to look even cooler. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to see the day where all the modern Rolexes are at out now. Yep. after they've been beat up in purpose. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait to see what they look like. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if you look at the original Kermits, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the aluminum bezels, those bezels are starting to patina. Yeah. And yeah. they look They gorgeous. look great. And there's, really? there's a bunch we of different prefer, variations yeah. of yeah. the two. Really? Yeah, there's yeah. bezels with, like, kissing 40s and, like... It's, it's there's, there's dials yeah. and, yeah. like, open 6s and 9s. It's crazy. Yeah. They've turned into like a lime green with like a hint of yellow. It's, mm -hmm. it's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's so funny because me and Ben had this conversation earlier today. I said, I don't know if I want a Rolex. And he said, that's because you want all of them. Yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> but the, the caveat, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like, if I can't have all of them, then I want none of them. The caveat with that too is that it's like, let's be honest. Most modern Rolexes look the exact same. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. The Samariner, look, the, a regular Samariner looks like a black bezel GMT. Yeah. And then that black bezel GMT looks like a Batman. Oh, they, it's like, listen, they're the, people all that come, the, the people that come in those jewelers, they go ahead and say, is that a Submariner? And you're yeah, like, I've no. literally heard <laughs> Submariner. I've literally I heard that. people call a GMT a Sub. Yes. I'm like, what are you We've doing? We've seen it. We've yeah, seen it. All the time. And the cool thing about vintage is that they stand out. Yes. Partly because they, they patina it, but also... They were so dramatically different. Yeah, they yes. were. Yes, yes. A lot of those Rolexes, and um, you know, to your point, Perry, I think the reason why you love the uh, Explorer Two so much is that it hasn't changed since its inception. Oh yeah. The only thing that has the changed size. is maybe the, the size, size and the GMT and the GMT hand. Yeah. Outside of that, it's still steel. It's steel bezel. It's perfect. The whole nine. Yeah. Yep. Like. You and know, it, it, it to me it just screams like use me, beat me up, abuse me. Of course. And and I love that about that watch. And especially because when we talk about juxtaposition, today when you think about Rolex, you don't think tool watch so much. Um, it's so pre everybody wants yeah. to treat it so precious. It's so it's it's so precious. And I, I think the Explorer 2 appeals to me because I really wouldn't feel bad about Giving that thing a good run for its yeah, money. I don't think yeah. the, that anything looks luxurious about an Explorer 2. Exactly. Which is why we like it. Yeah. Because it's a watch that you don't feel bad about using it how you're supposed to use it. Mm -hmm. And you don't find them on many people's wrists. No. Which is why I like it even more. <laughs> you said it. You said when everybody goes left, uh, I like to Yeah, go right. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, like I mean, I get it. It's, it's, you know, especially like with the GMTs, everybody wants a Pepsi. And I was like, no. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get a Coke. Yeah. Coke bezels. Coke, Coke, that. Coke bezels. Where's that? But I'm not going to lie. I I was like, man, that Pepsi's kind of hot. <laughs> I, I, well, only, listen, I only listen. feel like that when the bezels fade. Yeah. Well, no. When the yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, and, and again, going back to what you were saying, me personally, I speak for myself, I kind of stay away from it because it's like everybody's on top of it. Yeah. But red and blue. Black goes to. I mean, it's it's Classic. great. It's yeah. great. It is what it is. It is great. Especially the ceramic. It is yeah. great. It's great. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna steal any Jubilee, of this thunder. Great. If sure. you have a Pepsi GMT, <laughs> it probably looks great on your wrist. Yes. It'd be hard for it not to. It's a it's a pretty watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I feel like just not even you know GMTs in general or the Pepsi, but just all Rolexes in general. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that Rolex does very well is you can pretty much put that watch on almost anyone's wrist and it'll just somehow look good. Yeah. It'll change you. It'll 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 change you into a whole nother man. You just like morph into like <laughs> oh my god. You feel powerful. You feel powerful. You put your on. Yeah, like you got bit by a radioactive spider. And oh my god. <laughs> there you Don't go. Do that. Red and blue. Don't do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, man. It's legit. 
Um, so we got one more yes. on the table. This happens to be uh, another brand that I love very much. Um, I sometimes I sometimes feel like these guys think I love them a little too much because I've heard I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point fingers, but I've heard the expression it's it's very uh, elderly. <laughs> it's a very elderly brand. Um, I'm not gonna say any names though. Uh, but <laughs> you got an IWC. Yes. Um, I love IWC. I do as well. Yeah, and um, and I like their modern ones too. Yes, I personally like their vintage. I mean, there's there's a threat here, but like I personally like their vintage ones more. Again, just because their vintage pieces tend to be um, not all of them, because you know they do have some of their um, military issued watches, mm -hmm. um, but m most of them tend to be a little bit on the dressy side. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, something about that just fully written out logo gets me. I agree with you. And, and to you know, awesome. I was poking fun at saying like it's an elderly brand, but. Um, there is something about it that is incredibly mature yes. um, that I do enjoy because I think that they do it really well. Yes. Um, and vintage IWCs are really cool. And that is one of the things that I enjoy about them is that they, they, they've written out the entire name. Yes. It's not just IWC. It's like International yep. Watch Company, which is such a powerful statement, yeah. especially when you think back to the time when, like, when they were in like their heyday. Yeah. It's like, no international yeah. yeah watch company well they we're kept, not just domestic baby they kept yeah. everybody they kept everybody alive but yeah. what, yeah. what was crazy too is that iwc is the only watch brand swiss made watch brand started by an american yeah yep. yeah and if it wasn't for iwc and their history we wouldn't have watches that we have them today hmm. because iwc is the brand that scaled watchmaking yeah american guy brought the assembly line to watchmaking that wasn't a thing before yeah. So streamlined. That Rolex wouldn't make a million watches a year if it wasn't for IWC. One hundred percent. It's a great point. Yeah. And the lugs on this are crazy. They're yeah. really That's nice. That's the best part. Also, too, didn't they power their factories with um, what's the water? Um, with water. Yeah. What's the what's the like the little? It's not windmills, but no, it's, it's like a water wheel. Water wheel. Yeah. Yes, they were like one of the first yeah. to actually yeah, do like a non. They did like a non-carbon factory. They were green before it was cool. They were yeah. green before it was cool. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to IWC. Yeah. So how did you acquire this piece? Thank you, Ben. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, it's a little something to do with it. So, um, yeah. I mean, everything I feel like that's you here got the today original has buckle. Ben's touch on it. Yeah. Yes. That's you great. still haven't let me change the strap on that, so. You got to bend it out. I haven't touched it yet. Okay, we're going to bend that out then. Yeah. Um, so this watch also technically, actually, yes, it does belong to my boyfriend. However, that was a gift from me um, for our five-year anniversary. Oh, oh nice. So um, he mentioned to me, you know, he, he was also thinking either of getting a Rolex or an IWC. Those mm -hmm. were kind of his two picks for his, like, first watch, if you will. Okay. Um, and he casually mentioned to me, this was, I don't know how many years ago at this point, but he was like, I really like the old watches that have international watch company written out on it. And so I remembered that. And, you know, um, when it came for our five year anniversary, I was like, you know, I really want to do something nice. And I was like, oh, I remember that he really liked the vintage IWCs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I tracked one down. Um, I specifically went for gold because mm -hmm. I knew he wouldn't get himself a gold watch. He's, you know, he, he's like unsure of how to wear a gold watch. And I think that's because nowadays everything is steel. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a good point. Yeah. Like, you know, even some of um, some other people that I talk to who are interested in watches, especially if they're a guy, they're very hesitant to wear gold. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't why. get it. Yeah. I don't know why. Gold watch is purpose for everything. The, the thing I hear is that it's flashy, but I just, I don't think so. You know, I mean. I, I think it's almost counter signaling to wear a gold watch nowadays because people get so crazy, especially with Rolex, right? Because yeah. people get so crazy about the steel watches and they know what they go for on the secondary market that it's almost like if you're wearing a steel Rolex anywhere, people want to ask you how you got that. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what'd you do to get that? How much did you pay for it? Did you pay, you know, let's yeah. use a, a Daytona for an example. Those things are trading for 40 grand right now, but they only retail for 14. So mm. people think you either got money like that or you still spent a bunch of money at an AD or mm -hmm. did something silly and had an AD package or something like that. But when you go for gold, it's like no one really talks about it unless they know. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. But there's been songs and even like pop culture or just any kind of influence. It's always been a gold watch. Like no one's going ahead and yeah. I mean, gold, like, gold is the about like symbol. you know like a steel watch. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> like. My gold, even if somebody say like a gold Daytona, like I'm yeah. going gold. There's no songs called Steel Daytona. No, no, no. It's so, there are songs out there called Gold Watch. Sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like there's no such thing as like Steel Watch. It's like yeah. Gold Watch, Gold Chain, so so and so. Well, because think, gold, gold yeah. makes people feel powerful and important. Listen, it's it not going to be white gold. It's not going to be platinum. It looks like steel. So where are you getting? But Yellow it goes back gold. to ancient civilization. And P, you know, we're always on that. We're on something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it always goes back to Egypt. And we talked about it even when you brought up how um, Egypt was the first civilization the to oh, measure time. So it's like all of these callbacks is always to the beginning of civilization. Mm. You know what I mean? And also well, gold yeah. is currency. It was. And it was always a precious metal. And today it's even used in computers. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I understand his argument that it, it's a little flashy. I mean, I feel that way about gold watches sometimes, it's, it's particularly when it's on a bracelet. Yes. I think what's great about IWC, again, is that everything is incredibly tasteful. Um, it, it, has, it, it has a very mature uh, personality to it. Mm -hmm. But there's also like uh, a refineness and a sophistication to yes. how they laid everything out yep. that I think is not flashy at all, yep. even though it's like a legit gold watch. Um, and one of our favorite things, like what I, I would do with this, like this would be obviously like one of my go-to dress watches, but yep. I wouldn't be afraid to wear this with jeans and a t-shirt either. Yeah. Like, I think that is just really cool. I'm trying to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll be convinced that. now. Yeah. You just got to own it. You just got to yeah. own it. It's a, but yeah, I it be it becomes you after you're comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. You know, even for me, I like you know, I wear 34 millimeter watches. Like, it wasn't a you know a, a easy pill to swallow at first because everybody's like, why are you wearing that small watch? So so and so. But then you go ahead and you're like, no, nah, but this is yeah, me. Yeah, and they, but then when you actually wear it, it's like you see it and it looks good. Yes. This one, I think, is it's a little bigger though. This is like a, it's like a, it feels like a 36, 37. Yeah, yeah it's like 37. It right. wears like honestly closer to like a 38, 39. Yeah, yeah. That's because the lugs. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, right, it's they a wrap lot of lugs. The ends of your wrist. It's a lot of lugs. This thing is gorgeous. Yeah, I slip it on. For Beautiful, like perfect, like <laughs> round shape. Yeah, it looks great. Like it's, it, just it's a callback. Yeah, to yeah. like a traditional pocket watch. Yep. That's exactly yeah, what it is. A, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it that's is. That's a great point. I think it's awesome that you guys like are able to to sort of share this hobby of yours that's grown into a passion with one another. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of going through that right now with my wife because she's now getting into watches and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Um, so kudos to you. This is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I might need you to... Help me find IWC. I got you. <laughs> Just name name your uh, your price and caliber. Oh man. We specifically yeah. were looking for a caliber eighty nine too for the yeah. movement. Also, I will have to say one of the things about gold watches, particularly gold vintage watches, so underrated. Yeah. So yeah. underrated and therefore undervalued. Yeah. What year is this? You can find a gold watch for a this? decent price right now. Nineteen sixties. Sixties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sixties mm -hmm. yeah. is the best circuit right now. I think so. I agree with that. 100% like, for oh, vintage. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know what's, you know what's funny, too? In my collection, I just started to acquire pieces from the 80s. Yeah? So I went like 60s, 70s, no 80s, 90s, late 2000s, and then modern watches. Hmm. I had nothing in between the 80s, which is so funny. I don't think I have anything from the 80s. 80s, but you know what I think? 80s is a design that kind of got lost between the 70s and 90s. Because it was still, it was very experimental because you got to think about it. Like, what was going on between quartz watches, digital watches, yeah. and everything else. Like, you kind of like lose the analog watch. That's a good point. I think that's when like people, like digital watches start becoming like a, a big thing. Exactly. And then also there seems to be like, when I think about I mean, I really wasn't running around in the 80s, but when I think about, like, the 90s, is at some point, it just, people cop stop 
kind of wearing watches. People stop wearing watches. Yeah, that's but that is true. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, you've got an amazing collection. Thank you. Um, appreciate you stopping by and, and sharing it with us. Thank you for having me. Um, and what's really, really good about it, though, um, and again, it, it goes back to my appreciation for vintage. It's eclectic. Nothing here is really the same at all. Yes. And so there's just there's a lot of character. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of personality. And I think that's what's really cool about it is because through watches, you're expressing yourself. And so you can express different facets of who you are. Yep. Right, sure. because we're not all completely like the same yep. in and of ourselves. Yep. Um, we have different aspects of our character, yeah. Um, and you get to have a little bit of fun with that and wake up and however you feel, that's where yep. you find yourself. Exactly. And if you if you feel like being connected to your grandfather, you have this thing, here, yep. which is incredible. Yeah, I mean, I still it's 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 amazing. I I still see the photos from like the final few years of his life, and he's wearing it. It's not that's a strap, awesome. but he's wearing it. Like in almost every photo. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and now you have it and, and you can pass it down someday. Yes. My mom is actually funny. Um, last year, my mom was like, you know, I actually thought about it. I haven't worn this watch at all. And I was like, well, you're about a couple years too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. mine yeah. now, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, for joining us today. Yeah, this was a lot you. of fun. I hope yes. you had fun. Yes. It was amazing. Um, do you guys have anything else? No, I think we're good. We're good. Yeah. We showed uh, off a lot. Say it again? We showed off a lot. We did, yeah. And um, we'll have to have you back on when you get, uh, when you get the salmon dial. Yes, in July. Micro rotor. In July. Because you'll have it before this guy. So <laughs> yep. maybe I'm going to just take her and see how, like, how it looks. Yo, she's going to it in the wrist check. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she can post it on Instagram, and then I'll bring the watch here. Yeah. There you go. Respect. There you go. Nice. Proof that Dana got it. In <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wraps episode 13. Yes. Man, um, we're climbing up there. Before you know it, we'll be at 20. Um, but please, uh, we appreciate you all watching. Uh, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram, at RiskCheckPod. Uh, RiskCheckPodcast on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and we're still expanding. Maybe the metaverse. Uh, maybe the metaverse. <laughs> oh I had to throw that, that. Throwing that in there since episode 12. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe in the metaverse. We yeah. might be sitting in your, uh, in in your living room. room. It's possible. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, but appreciate you all. And, and again, you know, I can't stress this enough. Comment, like, share, subscribe. Um, you can talk to us. We're approachable. We want to know what you think yes. about the podcast. We want to know what you, what you want to see, what you like, what you dislike. We literally had a, a, a supporter of the podcast fly up to New York to spend some time with us today, and, and it was amazing. Um, yeah. So reach out to us and, and let us know. Um, peace. peace.